Welcome, sports fans, to the Matt Mosley Show on ESPN Central Texas. The presenting sponsor of the Matt Mosley Show is Central National Bank, your leading independent bank with locations in Waco, Temple, and Austin. Also sponsored by Alan Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram, Barnett Contracting, Baylor Line Foundation, Ascension Providence, Myatt Fuels, Schmoltz's Sandwich Shop, Versalive Southwest Time Manufacturing, and UBO Business Services. And now, ladies and gentlemen, here's Matt Mosley. Oh, it is Matt Mosley. And Aaron, we, uh, we've got a lot to, to go. In fact, we may change a couple of things up here on the fly. We've got stuff happening. We got uh, NFL guest coming up this afternoon. Aaron, um, we are going to hear from Coach Nikki Collin at 420. Does that sound good to you? I got so excited about hearing from her. I've, I've kind of moved it up a little bit in the day. Are you good with that? Sure. Okay, good, good. Nikki is, uh, this is an interesting day to visit with her because the Bears uh, did drop out of the top 25 for the first time in a long time. Two tough losses. You know what I did today, Aaron? I just decided to sit down because the other day so much was going on. I just did Sunday with all the football games and everything. I, I was so into it. I, I can't, I just, I didn't really get to, I went back today and kind of looked at both of the Baylor losses because I wanted to have a true feel for it when we talked to uh, Nikki today. And I, while there are some troubling signs, I also saw some very positive things. And, and the positive things are, well, first of all, Asia Blackwell if they can kind of work her back in and she can play more and more and feel better about things and get her legs back under her, she's going to be great. But they are going to take their time, and they're not going to risk anything to get where they need to get. I, I kind of get the point that Dre and Asia Blackwell would have been just tremendous together, and it just hasn't worked out. Now, the flip side is some of these freshmen are getting way more time than they would have. And I'll just say, uh, for our women's basketball fans, if you haven't seen Dariana Little Page, Bugs, and Bella Fauntleroy yet, Fauntleroy, check them out. Check them out. I was I enjoyed listening to Coach Howler and um, our man Pete uh, Souza, S O U Z A, I believe it is, like John Philip Souza. And I, I thought I, I really enjoyed hearing uh, Coach talk about everything. But you can see at times that Bella Fauntleroy, there's some things she does that makes you think she could be the best player in this conference at some point. Now, maybe not this year, maybe not even next year, but it could happen because there are things she does at her size, at whatever she is, 6'1", 6'2", like in terms of the reverse layups, the things on the move, the ability to knock down the three. I mean, this could, if she... If she achieves her potential, who knows where this thing could could go. So we'll hear from Coach Nikki Collin at 420. And then today, around 520, Aaron, and, and, and what we'll do at about 5, we'll do some of our – we'll do some Campus Confidential, um, and we'll, uh, we'll catch you up on all the latest. Aaron, do you have any news to uh, 
released to us since we won't get to Campus Confidential for a little bit. Did you see some Baylor news that was uh, circling around today? I did. Uh, a couple of coaching positions, actually the last two empty, uh, remaining coaching positions that needed to be filled were filled today. Is that what you're talking well, about? Hold on. Hold on. Yes, yes. Hold on one second. Let's uh, – I kind of want to hear – I want to hear you do this with the sounder. I, I want the break – all right, Aaron is stepping into our newsroom, and this is um, this is this is good as uh, as we kind of look. And I've been looking too at you know who's the re- the recruiting, where that's going. But um, uh, Aaron, there's some excitement with uh, the coaching staff today. Yeah, AJ Stewart was named assistant head coach and running backs coach for Baylor football, and Tyler Hancock was named special teams coach, as announced by head coach Dave Aranda today. Stewart spent the last two seasons with the, in, the, in the same position at Oregon State, not the assistant head coach, it's a running backs coach. Uh, he had also been at uh, Arizona, BYU, and Rice. Hancock will lead the special teams unit after being the special teams coordinator for the last two seasons at Charlotte. He had previously worked as a uh, senior analyst for West Virginia football before that quality control at Maryland. So the uh, last two staff positions to be filled for Baylor football field today. I like him. I like A.J. Stewart. I'm sitting here looking, Aaron. He's kind of looks like he likes to wear the sunglasses like I do. Um, assistant head coach, running backs. Uh, he, his quote here uh, that Baylor released, my family and I are thrilled. Boy, it sounded kind of like Brian Kelly. My family and I are thrilled to be joining the Baylor family. We are grateful and honored for the opportunity to join Coach Dave Aranda's staff, and I am excited to work with this great group of student athletes and coaches. And I uh, I find this really interesting because the assistant head coach, you know I mean? Think about the, the – I, I think that goes with what Mac told us the other day, Aaron, that it wasn't so much about – if it were about titles, maybe, maybe, maybe they could have hung on to Justin, the man we call Juice, the running backs coach. But I think he was going to end up with, you know, more responsibilities at Texas Tech, and that is how Joey McGuire ended up hiring him. But I think, uh, boy, running backs coach, assistant head coach, AJ Stewart. And we'll tell you more about him as we get into uh, Campus Confidential. And then a special teams. Aaron, I like that. I like that that's somebody truly dedicated to that. Tyler Hancock, I remember Matt Pallage. When he first arrived at Baylor, he came from Louisiana. And he had done some really good things uh, special teams-wise. Had great, I mean, were ranked the, uh, very, very high in a lot of different categories. And when you get somebody like Matt Pallage who understands that part of the game and really that, that makes for a more well-rounded coach. And what happened in the NFL several years ago is pl- people that had some special teams backgrounds started getting more looks as head coaches. And that's really how John Harbaugh ended up with the Ravens. Um, he was given more and more responsibility I'm trying to remember who he's with. Maybe the Eagles at one point, 
and then he ends up with the Ravens. But I, I do think coaching staffs, the value of special teams is so big. And, boy, you saw it last night in an NFL game. One little thing can go wrong, and it could derail everything. It didn't derail the Cowboys because they were hammering Tom Brady and the Bucks. But you don't like seeing your kicker miss four straight extra points. Aaron, I can remember a couple of games where Baylor missed extra points. I feel like one might have happened in that BYU game. You know, it took a while this year for Baylor to settle down their kicking game after a year in which the kicking game was a strength. The kicking game was not a strength to begin this season, and then Mayers kind of calmed it down and things got a little bit better. Uh, boy, last night, what an embarrassment <laughs> for the uh, – for what the, uh, uh, the the Cowboys were dealing with in that area. Okay, so Nikki Collin will be on with us today at 420, her weekly appearance. Thank you, Myatt Fuels. Thank you for what you do. Thank you for your longtime association with the station in Baylor Athletics. And, uh, boy, love being uh, a part of this and being uh, a part of that Nikki Collin weekly appearance that she makes now uh Aaron I think Nikki was kind of laughing about the fact that you know we had her assistant coach after they had that great week and they won those games and everything was flowing and they were three and oh and then Nikki was back on after they dropped two one to Oklahoma State and one of course to West Virginia the one thing I'll say about West Virginia and they're their head coach is named J.C. is her first name. Last name now escaping me. But, wow, she came from University of uh, Kansas City, Missouri, or however you, UMKC or UKCM. Anyway, that, that's where she came from. And she brought one of her star players from there, and then she brought two star players from UTA, and then somebody came over from Villanova. Aaron, I don't know how much of that game you got to watch, but I, I did go back and watch some of the Oklahoma State-Baylor game, and there's somebody they bring off the bench, and that's the one from Villanova, and my goodness. I mean, you talk about a three-point sharpshooter. Like, honestly, one of the best three-point shooters at the college level I've seen in a while, and she doesn't even start. She comes off the bench. She had 18 in that game, and she was an enormous X factor. Bears had a total chance to win down the stretch. Uh, we're down 62-61, sitting on the free throw line with a great shooter at the line in Asbury. Missed both free throws. Came down the court, got a good stand, and then made a turnover. Just did not execute down the stretch is how they lost that Oklahoma State game. They'll get a chance um, tomorrow night to get it going against Kansas State. Kansas State won in four in conference, Aaron, but they beat Iowa earlier this season. Iowa happens to have perhaps the best player in all of women's basketball, Caitlin Clark, on their team. Now, I did want to just kind of uh, honor our Cowboys fans, all the predictions. Uh, some, you know, were feeling better than others about it, but to go out there and absolutely just annihilate Tom Brady and the Bucks, Aaron, if that's the last time we see Tom, I mean, it, it's not going to mar 
what was an incredible career, but it was kind of a sad way, not for Cowboys fans, of course. They don't think this. But overall, as a sports fans, what a sad way for him to go out. Not even, I mean, he, he just really couldn't even function against the Cowboys. Micah Parsons was incredible in that game. Van Der Esch was really good. Even in coverage, he was good. The, the, the whole rush, Dorrance Armstrong up the middle with Hankins. I, I just thought the defense set the tone. And, Aaron, the the thing, and I was just talking to Colin Cowherd about it before we came on today, uh, and it, it's the level of physicality. And, Aaron, I wanted to see if you agreed with this. You know, it reminded me of, like, the Ravens or the 49ers. Do you know how you watch, like, a Steelers-Ravens games nor- normally or you see – the 49ers, and you see a, you, it's, a, it's a, a tangible, it's something you can sense, a higher level of physicality. And I saw it last night from the Cowboys. You don't always see it. <clears throat> you see takeaways. You see sacks. You see some great things. You don't always see them absolutely bully teams. But, Aaron, when I saw Chris Godwin, you've followed Godwin for a few years now. He obviously is a, is a pretty good wide receiver for Tampa. I, I thought there were moments in that game he was begging to come out. He, 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 you could see it on his face. He was, he was incredibly uncomfortable. He was borderline miserable. And then Mike Evans, of course, he almost had a touchdown uh, later in the game, really when the game was out of reach. But – in, for most of the game, he was kind of a non-factor. Through the first two or three quarters, I think the first two quarters, especially first half, like three catches for 31 yards. There was really nothing Tom could get going. It was a, it was a really, he, he just was not good, and he threw, and he had to throw over 60 times. They don't have a running game. And then Aaron... And our people can sound off on the text line if they have any explanation. Do you have an explanation what that interception was in the back of the end zone? I mean, think about that. That's a pivotal moment. Cowboys miss an extra point. Well, they missed a bunch of them. They're up 6 nothing. Here comes Tampa down the field. Boom, 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 boom. Like 17-play drive. And for no apparent reason, with three points in his pocket, Tom unloads one to the back of the end zone. Aaron, do you think he was thinking the receiver was going to break back, or was he truly trying to throw that ball out of the end zone? I think he was trying to throw it to his receiver, and it just sailed on him. Yeah, but see, he threw it to a spot. The receiver wasn't even there. What I thought, he thought the receiver was coming back maybe on a scramble drill. I don't know. Even the announcers tried to come up with some explanation. It was a horrible play, and and – while he's usually angry at his teammates, he just kind of put his head down because I don't think he had anybody else to blame on that particular play. And, Aaron, i got to tell you, I wish – I don't know how often you go over there and watch Eli and, uh, and Peyton, but I wish – I kind of wish that they would just do it alone. Like when they had Dan Campbell on with them, it was okay, but – Kind of, it's always a little awkward when they're trying to do an interview during the game. When Eli and Peyton 
just sit there and 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 talk about the game and react to it, they're great. Like they just have a fun chemistry because it's the whole older brother, little brother kind of thing. Like I can see why that thing has just been a monster and why other networks are now trying to copy it. It's just so natural, and they're both funny in their own ways. I used to cover Eli when he was with the Giants, and I was around him quite a bit, and he honestly kind of had a dour. Peyton was way more entertaining. But on TV, Eli's kind of funny. Like he, and, he, and, he, and he doesn't try to be, really, but I think he's kind of naturally funny. And so it really works. Now, I don't know. Uh, Aaron, did you get to see any of Dion? I just saw some highlights of Dion on with him. Did you watch any of that, or were you busy running the game? No, I didn't get to see. I didn't get to see that part of it. I was wa- uh, I watched most of the game, but yeah, okay. Well, you were on the main network, I guess. And um, uh, let me know what y'all thought about Dion, because I will say this: for Colorado football, I mean, again, about thirty minutes of free advertising. We've heard more about Colorado football in the past two or three weeks than we have in the past five to ten years combined. And I don't care. I I know Dion. I don't – I mean, it's like I, – I just watched what happened at, like, the charter school he had in Dallas, and I don't admire the way he handled that situation um, of, of, of Dion and Michael – and all those guys from the cow- those Cowboys teams, and Nate. I mean, Nate and Michael are the guys I love. Dion, not so much. But what what Colorado has done, you can't deny. They have they have basically received. I don't know. What, I forget what they're paying Dion, but they've received twenty to thirty million dollars in like free marketing just based on his everything about him and how much he's talked about. And then they put him on ESPN last night during a major playoff game. And I, I can't wait to see, Aaron, have you seen any numbers yet ratings-wise? I bet they did a monster. Even though the game was not really that close at all, I bet the game did a monster number. We'll share some of that with you. All right, next, it is time for our weekly conversation with Nikki Collin. And then we got a major NFL guest coming up at 520 today. All of that's next. Nikki Collin and Baylor women's basketball all season long on ESPN Central Texas. The Baylor women back home in the Farrell Center Wednesday hosting Kansas State. 6.30 for the countdown to tip-off. 7 p.m. tip-off Wednesday for Baylor K-State women's basketball. Join Derek Smith and Sophia Young Malcolm for Baylor Women's Basketball right here on ESPN Central Texas. Maya Fuel should be your first and local choice for high-quality fuel and lubricant. They are Central Texas owned and operated, independent distribution and bulk delivery company. You call, they haul. They deliver on-road diesel, off-road farm diesel, gasoline, and non-ethanol gasoline. Known for their great pricing and quickest delivery, they also offer non-fee contract fuel. Call Nick, the owner, for all your gasoline delivery needs at 675-8107 or find them at myatfuels.net. That's myatfuels.net. 
wouldn't call your doctor, accountant, or mechanic using a 1-800 number. So, why your bank? If you have to dial 1-800, you don't know your bank and your bank doesn't know you. Come to Central National Bank and experience the difference. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. Make your vehicle look and run like new again at CNC Collision Center. They're your locally owned and operated location for paint and body repairs, frame straightening, spray and bed liners, and wheel alignments. CNC Collision Center offers free estimates, and they'll also come to you for vehicle pickup and delivery. Have your car restored to its original beauty at CNC Collision Center, 5849 North Highway 6 in Spiegelville, at cccollisioncenter.com and on Facebook. You're listening to ESPN Central Texas, live from the Allen Samuel Studios. Ready to break ground on your next commercial construction project? Founded in 1969, Barnett Contracting is your single source for preparing for your next build. Their services include excavation, utilities, civil engineering, concrete work, paving, and storm drainage. Do business with Central Texas's premier site work contractor, Barnett Contracting, where they strive for successful projects and satisfy clients. Learn more at barnettcontracting.com. Howdy, Chet Garner here, professional guide, searching for bears in the wild. But not just any bears, oh no, a particular kind. With hundreds of thousands roaming freely in the wild, yet still hard to spot, unless you know the signs. There they are, Baylor bears. If you're a bear enthusiast or even a bear yourself, join me and let's find some bears in the wild. Join the expedition at baylor.edu slash alumni. Don't miss the premier gun show in Waco at the base at Extraco Event Center this weekend only. Over 600 tables of guns, knives, ammo, and accessories. Everything you can imagine, whether a first-time buyer or looking for that special piece to add to your gun, knife, or military collection. They have what you're looking for. Visit their website, wacogunshow.com, or call 817-732-1194. The premier gun show in Waco at the base at Extraco Event Center this weekend only. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Ward Watch with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update brought to you by McAdams and Sons Roofing. Dallas Cowboys get their first playoff road win in 30 years, beating Tampa Bay 31-14 on Monday Night Football. Cowboys now travel to Santa Clara to face the 49ers in Sunday's divisional round. The Cleveland Browns have hired Jim Schwartz as their defensive coordinator. Los Angeles Chargers have fired offensive coordinator Jim Lombardi. Former Temple Wildcat TCU wide receiver Quentin Johnson has declared for the NFL draft. AP Top 25 in men's basketball has Houston at number one, followed by Kansas, Purdue, Alabama, and UCLA in the top five. Texas is at seven, Iowa State at 12, Kansas State 13, TCU 14, and Baylor back in at 21. The Bears are on the road tonight facing Texas Tech. Tip-off is at 8 o'clock with John Morrison. You can hear that game on ESPN Central Texas. Sports Center every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. It is the Matt Mosley Show, ESPN Central Texas, the weekly appearance from Nikki Collin. And, um, Coach Collin, uh, rough week. I mean, you picked the greatest time, didn't you, to join the conference when suddenly the conference is like 
as deep as it's been in the last 20 years. But uh, I, you know, I think this is going to be how it is. It's going to be a slugfest all year. And each week we're going to be like, oh, this team's great. Oh, wait, now this team's great. And you guys were riding high. I, I just went back before we were going to talk today and was looking at that Oklahoma State game. And, and I was just struck by, I mean, it was there for the taking. I mean, y'all could have easily uh, gone to 4-0 and in conference. Um, and you got one of your, your greatest shooters on the team sitting there with two free throws to put you up one late. Um, that, I mean, that had to be frustrating to fight back after, you know, obviously getting down in that game and then not be able to get it d- done late. What was your biggest takeaway from that, um, that, that first loss of the week against Oklahoma State? I just don't think we should have put, us, put ourselves in that hole to begin with. I mean, we, um, you know, I was, I was very careful in the media last week Um you know, here we are 3-0 and in first place and national team of the week and national player of the week and, you know, reminding them, you know, daily about, um, you know, it was one week to first place and it can be one week to middle of the pack. Like, that's just um, the reality and it's too early um, to be too high or to get too low. And and so, you know, I, I just don't, I don't think we did a great job um, putting ourselves in that position where we we had to fight back. You know, we fought back twice. Um, we tied it up once and then proceeded to let them go on an 8-0 run and not to cover up the three-point line and, and make defensive mistakes, um, you know, bad turnovers at times. And and then, yeah, to fight back one more time and, and to fight back the second time um, by getting to the foul line. You know, we had made six free throws in a row um, to put ourselves in that position and, uh, you know, to, to have a chance to take our first lead since it was 5 nothing, um is discouraging. But even, even after that, you know, we, we got a stop on the next possession. So we're still down one. We get a stop. We bring the ball down the floor. We turn the basketball over. So now we need another stop, but we're still in this game. Yeah. And, you know, their starting power forward falls down. Um, a lot of times in that situation, kid gets hurt. Officials stop the game. You know, they typically blow the whistle um, or the home team will call timeout. I mean, honestly, in the pros, there is no such thing as an official whistle. So, you know, usually when you got a player go down, you you, you know, the, the the team with the ball calls um, the timeout in that situation. But, you know, we just we made a we made a key defensive mistake um, here. We're at four on five um, and we don't we don't go trap them. And then we're not up ready to defend the ball screen and. And uh, they hit a three to make it a four-point game, you know. And so I think we had multiple opportunities that we didn't capitalize on there at the end. They're teachable moments. Um, you know, I mean, we, we, we've been through a lot this season. And I think, you know, I'm not a big believer in sharing. Um, I'll, I'll tell you anything about on-the-court performance and, and what we do and why we do it. And, and I probably overshare in some ways from that perspective. I tell the media that all the time, like, you probably just want to hear me say we need to play harder or rebound better. And, and I started talking about screening angles, you know, but, but uh, you know, they're, they're just, you know, we, we've been dealing with a lot of off the court stuff. Um, and, you know, I'm not big on making excuses, but um, you know, it was a unique week um, to come off playing so well um, mm-hmm. and then to be in that situation. So um, yeah, we had chances to win, but we shouldn't have put ourselves in position where it took uh, making those plays. Now the reality 
of this league is, is you have to make more winning plays than your opponents, you know, and, and I think that's going to be consistent all year long because, you know, I think um, obviously no one's good enough to run the table in this league because we've already seen that. Um, at the same time, I think everyone's good enough to beat you. So, you know, you, you have to, you have to really, you know, bring it day in and day out um, to win games in this league. Yeah, I was just thinking about what you were saying and and how teams the portal has changed everything almost overnight and and certainly um, you know you've used it to um, uh, to to help your roster, but even that Oklahoma State game, okay, their best shooter comes off the bench from Villanova. They got two players yeah. from UTA. They got their two best players, and then um, and then and JC brought her best player from UKMC, and so it's just like. Yep. Oh my gosh! Uh, you right. you can flip right. one and, of these and, things and overnight. Frankly, my and 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 my two best transfers are essentially in street clothes. You know, in that game. Correct. You know, like Correct. I think if 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 Dre and Asia are playing, you know, we're 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 a little bit different um, because now we have the ability to truly play, play through the paint um, with paint touches. But you know, once again, like that, we won those Kansas games without them, and we're going to have to win without them. And you know, so. That's the that's the situation we're in, and we, you know, I told our team yesterday, very clearly. I said, I don't know how many of you've heard this terminology before. I said, you know, like, it's not like we're taking knives to a gunfight. You know, like we we got we got our guns. You know, yeah. and and I feel good about what we've got. You know, but we're playing teams with guns. You know, we're not playing teams with knives. And so, you know, there was a time, uh, probably in this league where um, some nights it wasn't even like Baylor was playing with guns. They were playing with AK-47s, and and their opponents were playing with knives. Now everyone's playing with guns. And, um, you know, so, so you have to execute and show up and compete. And, you know, it, it, it really um, – there are no nights off. You know, there really are no nights off. So, you know, you think, okay, TCU hasn't won a game in our league. You know, we caught them the first game of the conference season when they're zero and zero. You know, so they're not in that mode. We're like, okay, we're zero and six, and just you know, what was me? You know, they're like, okay, fresh start. Um, but even then, they turned around and played Texas really, really well, and got to the free throw line forty-two times against them. You know, so they didn't win the game, but but you better show up. You know, you better show up and compete because um, you know any, anyone. Um, can have a good game and beat you. And as as only and talking to Nikki Collin on her weekly appearance, of course, you sent me uh, spinning into what movie that's from. You, you brought a uh, knife to a gunfight. I think the Sean Connery was coming to mind. Maybe from the Untouchables is uh, where I went. Although there was that one scene was that Raiders of the Lost Ark or Temple of Doom, where the guy did all the knife stuff and. <laughs> Harrison Ford <laughs> shot him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so anyway, exactly. you, you sent me down that path there thinking about that. Uh, it is, uh, uh, you know, having just kind of gone back over and, and, and looking at things, you're right. And even in the, in the West Virginia game, I, we think in our minds how West Virginia has been in the past or whatever. And obviously you look and they've been on a, a bit of a run themselves i mean this is um uh you can you've got to be ready every single night and in the west virginia game you guys uh you guys fought back and got in position to win that game too i i will say this about the oklahoma state i had this thought 
watching Bella. And, and of course, there's the, the play you referenced where you got where Bickle has her defender pinned uh, on in a, with, with a minute to go and or maybe 47 seconds to go. And, and, you know, you throw the ball out of bounds down there. And that was frustrating. But I'll just say this. There were this is my observation. There are moments in that Oklahoma State game where I say to myself, could Fontleroy in the next year or so be the best player in this conference? And my answer to this is maybe. Maybe she could be because there's stuff she's already doing in terms of some of her finishes that are so natural for her that it's like that it's it's sort of uncommon. And so I I do think in the midst of these losses, you probably are seeing some things that, that give you a lot of hope. Well, I think there's two teams in this league that are relying on some freshmen. Um, you know, we're obviously relying heavily on um, Little Page Bugs and, and, and Fauntleroy. And uh, Texas Tech is relying on Maupin and, and Shavers. And, you know, those those four kids have won the most freshman of the um, week honors, um, you know, and and because they're playing. You know, they're playing a lot of minutes. There's a lot of team in this league teams in this league that aren't playing any freshmen, you know, like, and, you know, so there, there will be a bit of a turnover over time. Um, and yet because of the portal, will there, <laughs> you know, because <laughs> you always have the ability to say, okay, um, you know, Iowa state's going to lose Ashley Jones. And do they just move Dene Fritz over? Um, you know, they sign four freshmen. Are they going to play them? I mean, there are some teams that signed some really good um, players, you know, even in the 23 uh, recruiting class. Maddie Booker is a top 10 kid that, that Texas signed, you know, but mm-hmm. she's going to be battling with um, Aaliyah Moore when she comes back from her injury, who was really, really good. Um, you know, and so, uh, you know, Oklahoma loses some key key seniors, but they got Peyton Verlhurst at the semester. So, you know, she's going to have a semester under her belt of running their stuff, and and it's kind of that natural three-fourth swing player like Maddie, and but could fill the role of a Taylor Robertson as well. And so, you know, like it's you're going to have some of that, but you're just going to see fewer teams building around freshmen. You know, a faster way to be successful is the portal. Um, sometimes mm-hmm. kids are going to go into the portal and think they're going a certain direction, and then that doesn't play out, and then – they end up at a middle of the pack power five school, but they can they can help elevate that middle of the pack, that bottom third, bring them up to the middle pack. So um, I just think it's a unique dynamic right now, um, you know, where where you do have, um, you know, I think Oklahoma State's transfers, um, you know, accounted for like forty five uh, of their points against us, um, yeah. and and you know for us. You know, Jana was com- just coming back from being sick. Um, and, you know, our other ones weren't available. Yeah. So, you know, I, I, I love I love that we have the ability to see growth, you know. And I think if Dre and Asia um, were healthy and playing, yeah, we would be seeing glimpses of what you're talking about. But, you know, it, it would be different. You know, they wouldn't be asked. You know, we, we win Kansas partially because – Bugs has 17 and 13. I thought Bugs was a huge key in the West Virginia game. She got in transition. She got some layups. She was rebounding the basketball. Uh, Bugs was consistent, you know, in that game. But what we ride with freshmen 
is the inconsistencies. You know, it's it's double doubles one game and then, you know, one basket the next. Um, and so that's just the reality of freshmen. And, and traditionally, freshmen haven't played at Baylor. You know, they just haven't. You look at what List did her freshman year. Um, a lot, you know, she got minutes, but she was a backup. Um, mm-hmm. And then she kind of uh, obviously showed out uh, when Lauren, you know, went down with injury and made some key baskets. And, you know, List was probably capable of going to a lot of programs and starting as a freshman. Probably the majority, mm-hmm. you know. And so I, I think in this situation, um, you know, the uniqueness of, of our injuries and, and eligibility situation, you know, they're, they're being thrust into important, important roles. And they've just got to keep being confident and keep growing. And, you know, Bella was frustrated because she had made a three um, since conference play. And then I run a play four against West Virginia, and she hits a three. And then you kind of relax, you know. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, you, you, you don't just ride the inconsistency of sometimes the ball going in the basket for them. You ride the emotions of, you know, them going through things for the first time. Well, it, it's uh, in talking to Nikki Collin on her weekly appearance, it, it, it was an interesting week in the sense that you're coming off, like you said, you're named all these things. You're having to kind of remind the players, hey, this is going to be a long season. Even Sarah named National Player of the Week and uh, putting up just enormous numbers. She comes out against Oklahoma State and can't buy a bucket. Now, to her right. credit, she stayed with it. And, and kind of, you know, got you all back in it. And she and Asbury hit some huge buckets. And then, of course, you know, I'm trying to remember exactly what point in the game. Garzon, who's obviously a great shooter uh, that transferred in to Oklahoma State. But she throws in, even she was laughing about it. She throws in right, yeah, some absolutely in lucky footing. shot. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. 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 I mean, and, and sometimes it's better to be lucky than good. Now, that kid, uh, given an open shot, you expect mm-hmm. it to go in. I mean, she is truly, to me, um, what we what we didn't do a good enough job of, in my opinion. Um, and hindsight's always twenty twenty, and and you certainly, I mean, like when you look at this game is very analytical, and wins versus losses, um, Garzon is the is the key. Like when when teams hold her down, even though she comes off the bench, mm-hmm. when she scores under ten points, they lose. Right. Yeah. So, you know, we knew the importance of her. But did our team have the same respect for her that they have for Taylor Robertson? I'm not sure. It doesn't it doesn't matter sometimes what we say. Mm-hmm. You know, it doesn't. You can say it, but it's like Taylor Robertson's about to break the all-time three-point record in the NCAA. You know, we've got a lot of players who have played against her, heard about her, seen her. Yeah. Um, you know, and now you've got a new player who you're saying like, look, this is Taylor Robertson, but six foot one. You know, so you got to close space even sooner, um, you know, and, and, but, but very similar in terms of not going to do a ton off the bounds, um, a little bit more of a post up option with our size when you play small, but you got a really close space. And when we give her a wide open three and transition in front of our bench, like that's just not something we would do if that's well, Taylor Robertson, you yeah. know, and so it's like having that same respect. And I'm telling you, that's not I, – I, I will always take the blame because that's what, to me, um, coaches that kids want to play for, yeah. coaches that kids want to play for, shield them, right? Like, you know, like it's – I didn't have them ready. And that's what I'm always going to say. I don't 
because to me, it means I didn't push the right buttons. It's not that there wasn't an enormous respect for Oklahoma State and West Virginia and their players and their systems and their coaches and what they've done. Um, you know, and, and Hoyt did an amazing job at UMKC to put herself in that position. And she's running really good stuff, you know. And in a week, she beat Texas and Baylor. Um, you know, I, I just – I think it's it's sometimes it takes players having players show them up to gain that respect, mm-hmm. regardless of how much film you show them, regardless of, of, of what you say to them. Sometimes they got to get busted in the chops mm-hmm. before they really believe it, you know. And um, – you know, there's, there's, and that just, that can happen, you know? And so I say that it's not like I prepared them any different for Oklahoma state than we did for Kansas. I just think where they were at individually, collectively, there was a, there was a focus. Those two teams had ranked numbers in front of them. These two teams didn't, you know, like there's just, and we just, we can't do that. You know, we just can't, we can't do that. Yeah, and, uh, and and by the way, they showed sometimes whether it be the end of quarters or whatever. There were moments in that game where there was huge focus, and they got locked in. And then again, yep. like I, I'm even thinking about that skip pass in the Oklahoma State game. I mean, it was like a Luca type. Uh, the, I mean, she's like almost going out of bounds on the other side, throws it all the way to the other side of the court, and even then, Bickle almost closed out on the shot and then just kind of ran by her. So I, I know part of that is just getting people under control, maybe even when they close out. Last thing I had for you, because I, I really enjoy talking to you and, and could do this all day. Uh, can you give us an update on, it was good to see Asia back out there, uh, played 10 minutes in the loss to West Virginia. I know it was great to kind of at least get her back in the court. Uh, is, is you're kind of building on this. Is is this one of those things you're going to have to kind of manage all season? Yep. Or are you thinking, okay, it is. Okay. I was just wondering if it was maybe. I, yeah, moved. I mean, I hope I'm. I hope I'm wrong in saying that. I hope I'm wrong in yeah. saying that. Um, I just think right now, and I've said it, and I'll say it a million times. Um, I'm just not like with someone who's got a uh, the ability to make a living doing this, I will not jeopardize any kid that ever plays for me, um, for my benefit, you know, and by my benefit, I mean the team's benefit, the ability to win. Um, we are going to go day by day and we are going to, you know, be very, very intentional about load and, you know, her getting fully healthy. And I hope, I hope that little by little, you know, we, one of our, my favorite sayings is little by little, little becomes a lot. You know, but I think hopefully little by little, you know, we, we get her conditioning back. We, um, you know, can get enough reps for her. But right now it's it's managing load. And when you manage load, there's positives and negatives to that. It's positive for her body. Um, it's negative from the perspective of she can't get the reps she needs to know every play as well as she needs to know it, know every defensive scheme as well as she needs to know it to, you know, kind of physically and mentally be dialed in um, and be Asia that people saw in early November, you know, like the Asia that can go get you 20 and 10. Like, I hope we get there. Um, I do, but I I don't know if we will or we won't. I just know that right Mm -hmm. now we just want to do right by her and we'll, I'll try to figure out situationally 
where it fits, if it fits, you know, and, you know, she can be a scratch. There could be days she's just a scratch, you know, and it's not the WNBA where you got to make those announcements and a player is questionable or probable or out um, for betting purposes. But, you know, I, I think that it will literally probably be a game time decision, at least for a while, you know, in terms of where she's at, what she looks like, how she's feeling, um, just, you know, really, really protective. And so, yeah. All right. Uh, that's and, and now we uh, uh, get ready for Kansas State uh, to back-to-back home games. Uh, it's a great way to, uh, to to have a chance to respond and bounce back here. K-State and then the University of Texas ranked 25th coming in uh, Sunday at 4 o'clock. This K-State team, uh, we kind of remember who they were at the start of last year because they had, you know, one of the uh, most recognizable and greatest players in the country. What what is this? Is this just like every team you're facing right now? Any given night, they could they you know they're they're capable of of being extremely tough. I mean, they they beat Iowa, um, you know, and uh, one of the most prolific offensive teams in the country with uh, arguably the most prolific offensive player in the in the country, in Caitlin Clark. So. Um, I th- they've they've had some you know some big highs where they moved into the polls and and uh, you know Gabby Gregory who was a great player at Oklahoma and then had some injuries and just couldn't quite get in a groove last year there transferred and for a while was leading the league in scoring um, you know and, and it's a little bit of a uh, mismatch nightmare I mean she's a little Asia Blackwell you know other than the fact that um, you know, she's she's more of a three-point shooter. She's a capable three-point shooter, but not a high volume. Uh, Gabby Gregory, you know, is, is one of those players that can can hit five or six threes in, in a game and but will post you up and will draw fouls. I mean, they're a team that went without Ioka Lee, you know, has, has moved to like Princeton-type action and four out and five out, and um, they've got big guards. And, you know, they're, they're so like um, – it's like sometimes they play – five fella and bugs, you know, like they, I mean, they're more guard-like, you know, and their point guard Sundell can, can handle the ball. And, uh, but they're all 5'11 to 6'1 and, and can pass it, shoot it, handle it, you know, but they, they, their three-point volume has been really high in big 12 games. They're, they're like shooting 43% of their shots are threes and, mm. and they're only shooting like 28%. Um, and so that's been their Achilles heel so far. They love to shoot the three and haven't made the three. So if all of a sudden the three start falling, um, they become super dangerous because they get you all spread out and put their head down. They were leading the league in, in free throws in terms of volume of free throws. So it's it, they're very much a analytic, like layups and threes type of team. They'll, they'll take some mid-range shots, but that's where they're at their best threes and inside five feet. So, um, and we're going to see a two-three zone most likely, like, you know, and we haven't, we, we've got to get better. You know, I, I look at both of our games last year and and uh, against them and the 2-3, the first time we played when, you know, 80% of our team was playing with COVID, um, we didn't look real good. I mean, in fact, we were we were bad. Um, and then we, we scored 95 <laughs> here. Um, and, and they played zone for two and a half quarters and finally just said, okay, you know, we can't do this anymore. Part of that was the difference between Baylor in January and Baylor in February. Like we, we got better last year and this team needs to continue to grow 
in their zone execution and and moving and and finding finding gaps. Like, and every two three, even just like every man to man defense is has different you know kind of uh, holes and intricacies. And this is a team that that plays real flat and and uh, you know just tries to use their length. And you know other teams really extend and they can mix it up and play some two one two and and try to get after you and, and create turnovers, but they're a team that takes pretty good care of the ball and, and at the same time doesn't turn over their opponent a lot. And so, you know, we, we need to take care of the ball against them, get get good movement, get paint touches. Like we're just – we're a team that relies on our ability to get the, the ball to the paint and then play inside or outside, you know, from that point. And, you know, it just like we tell them every game and, and they, they kind of don't, don't – it, it, they believe us. You know, they just have a hard time turning down uh, uh, a pass. Because every game it's, hey, here are our paint touch numbers. And, and, you know, we didn't shoot the ball particularly well against West Virginia, but we were still 48% when we got a paint touch mm. and 14% without a paint touch. You know, and two of, you know, and, and so we tell the same story every game, you know, but it's really hard on the kick-ahead pass when you're wide open to not shoot it, you know, and, and – and so it's not that there's not a reason to sometimes take a shot, but hey, if you've if we've thrown it ahead to you twice and you're now 0 for two from three on that shot, like how about catch it, rip it, get a paint touch, and move it to the next person? You know, so we just we have to continue to to evolve and understand. Here's why we're good. Here's what makes us good. We've got to always do those things to give ourselves the best chance to be successful at both ends of the floor. Well, good catching up. Uh, I think it's going to be a great week. And uh, apparently uh, I overheard in my household last night, it's been bid day uh, for all the sororities there. They've been in town. Now the students are back. So let's make sure the tridelts, the Kappas, the Pi Phi's, Kyos, Thetas, and then on the, you know, get the uh, the guys uh, fraternities as well and uh, and get out there and support the Bears this week. Does that sound good to you? Uh, that's great. I love it. <laughs> okay, you like it when I start talking about the uh, the IFC world there. Okay, well, uh, great to visit with you, and uh, look forward to uh, talking to you next week after hopefully two wins. All right, thank you, thank you. You bet. There she goes, Nikki Collin, her weekly appearance on the Matt Mosley Show, ESPN Central Texas. Thank you, Mike Fuels. Thank you for what you do there, and uh, we appreciate everything, all your uh, – all your sponsorship partnership next it is time for some cowboys talk as the cowboys look forward to san francisco we look back at perhaps the greatest performance of dak prescott's career that is next recently on game time the voice of baylor women's basketball Derek smith joins us you know obviously we all know how good the men's side of the ledger is in the big 12 and how tough it is and, and and the women are have become like that too there's four ranked teams there's really no pushovers in the league for the bears to have won two road games already against top 25 teams the caveat is it's just january but you even think about putting yourselves in position to win the big 12 that's a fantastic start game time weekdays at 7 a.m on espn central Texas. Okay, so what's the most important part about your house? No, it's not that bar or even the man cave. Think about it. The most important thing is your roof. It has to withstand all that Mother Nature can throw your way. So it makes sense to have the best. McAdams & Sons Roofing is your first choice when it comes to protecting your valuable asset. Experienced professionals using only the best materials. 
So for new construction, re-roofs, repairs, or remodels for composition and metal roofs, think McAdams & Sons Roofing first. And now McAdams & Sons Roofing are installing seamless gutters. They're insured and an A-plus rating on the BBB. McAdams & Sons Roofing will come out, take a look at your roof, and handle all the insurance process for you. Don't let any fly-by-night company look at your roof. Let a real professional you trust do the work for you. Put McAdams & Sons over 40 years of experience to go to work for you all over Central Texas. Check them out online at mcadamsroofing.com or give them a call at 254-799-2949 because you don't want a kid with your house's lid. SoCal Speed Shop in downtown Waco is Waco's newest speed shop. Looking for hot rod parts? SoCal Speed Shop in Waco has unbeatable prices. Check out their showroom located at 321 6th Street, just two minutes away from the silos. You'll find t-shirts, memorabilia, collectible decals, and more. SoCal Speed Shop in Waco, a retail merchandise and speed shop for anyone who wants to go fast and look good doing it. SoCal Speed Shop in downtown Waco. Stop by or check them out online at SoCalWaco.com. If your vendor does not value your feedback, you're with the wrong one. At UBO Business Services, we are serious about being in the service business. We send a survey after every service call. If it's positive, we call or email them with a thank you for their feedback. If it is negative, we call to see how we can make it better. No matter what your business is, we are all in the customer service business. In your office, if your sticker does not say UBO on the machine, do they really care? Call Sean Hunt at 254 209-2101 or ubeo.com Listen to the Matt Mosley Show online at SyntechSportsFan.com Everything we do we do for you First Central Credit Union free reward checking earns 4% APY, refunds all your ATM fees, and has a savings account combo that earns you money too. Ask for Casasa Checking. It's easy to apply online at FirstCentralCU.com Everything we do, we do for you. APY is annual percentage yield. Eligibility and qualifications apply. Member NCUA. Do you have pain or sports injuries that are keeping you on the sidelines? Start a conversation with a specialist at Ascension Medical Group, Providence Orthopedics and Sports Medicine. Tell us about your activities and your history of pain or a recent injury so together we can create the best care plan for you. We are here with minimally invasive to advanced surgery options, as well as physical therapy, and we treat both kids and adults. Schedule with our specialists today at ascension.org slash Texas Ortho. Have you ever been stranded on the side of the road? The next time it happens, call Big Boys Record Service to get you and your ride where you need to be. You can count on Big Boys Record Service to help you with roadside assistance, such as when your vehicle won't start, you've locked yourself out of your vehicle, or when you're stuck in the mud. No job is too big or too small. They do it all. Family owned and operated since 1984. Big Boys Record Service. Call 254-662-3031. And remember, slow down or move over. On is the Matt Mosley Show. ESPN Central Texas as we sprint toward the 5 o'clock hour. And, Aaron, uh, I'll have a little more on this as we go. I am going to go see the player, Baylor May. I mean, Keontae George was an enormous recruit for the Bears. And, obviously, the uh, freshman phenom for Baylor. They'll be at uh, in Lubbock tonight 
at um, 8 o'clock start. I believe that game is on ESPNU. The Bears and the uh, Red Raiders will get it on. Aaron, I will be attending a game tonight involving other, I mean, outside of Keontae George, the the most coveted Baylor recruit in men's basketball maybe ever. The 2024 guard, Trey Johnson, will be taking on Highland Park this evening. I'm going to make my way to the Metroplex uh, to uh, to take that one in. And uh, Trey Johnson, the number one guard in the entire country. And he'll go up against Highland Park, coached by David Peeler, who once played at SMU and was a great guard back in the day. Playing for a coach named Sonny Allen. Run, Sonny, run. They used to call it SMU. He coaches Highland Park. So some great basket, uh, high school basketball in the Metroplex. And then, of course, all across Central Texas. Love all our basketball and uh, watching that. And, Aaron, we will at 520 today, or, or 525, we'll, uh, we'll check in with the former Cowboys, Dallas Cowboys scout and coach, Glenn Stretch-Smith, who um, also does a podcast with me. And he had uh, a lot of different things to say about that Cowboys performance and so much to talk about as far as what the Cowboys were able to accomplish. And, um, man, that was uh, that was an amazing performance by Dak. That truly was the probably the best performance of his career and it it uh, it's really going to kind of change I mean I if they lose this week and he plays poorly yeah maybe we'll go back to doubting him but I do think he proved that in a big moment on a on a large stage Monday night everybody stopping down to watch this thing he put up huge numbers and I think it was a a, a great sign for his future and um, and the future of the Cowboys. And now it's going to be Brock Purdy and Dak getting it on. And I kind of like <clears throat> the thought of Dan Quinn putting a game plan together against Brock Purdy and the, uh, and, and the 49ers. 49ers are really good. But those of us who watch a lot of Iowa State football, remember that Purdy was a guy who could make some mistakes. And, and would turn the ball over and would do it in the red zone. Now, he also led some inspiring comebacks. He did it against Baylor, certainly when Baylor had a big lead, even in that pandemic year. And then the year before that, Bears had a 21 nothing lead over Iowa State in Waco, and he brought them all the way back. And um, I think Bears had to either maybe pull it out on the final drive of regulation, as I recall. I don't think that game went to OT for a lot of close games in that 2019 season. All right, we'll do some uh, – we got some big-time breaking Baylor news to share with you, and we'll do some Campus Confidential. We'll do that next. Hi, everyone. With the Cowboy Playoff Victory Report, I'm Christy Scales. Dak accounts for five touchdowns in Dallas's 31-14 win over the Bucks. Details after this. Todd thought it would be secure to jog in the cheetah's savannah. 
Todd believed the big cat repellent he bought online was reliable. And now Todd is trying to be faster than this cheetah that can run 80 miles per hour. But the good news is Todd has AT&T 5G that is fast, reliable, and secure. And he learned the best thing to do is stop running and toss her the backpack with the beef stew. AT&T 5G. Fast, reliable, secure. It's not complicated. 5G requires compatible plan and device. 5G may not be available in your area. See att.com slash 5G for you for details. Becky Hammond on being the first woman to coach in the NBA. What if it's no big deal that I'm a woman? What if it's about striving for excellence and being the best me without the label? It's not about where others say you should be. It's about where you want to go. It's about a financial services company that focuses on your measures of success. Whether it's for your home or business, we offer personalized service and expert advice to help you achieve your unique goals. Visit SWBC.com for financial services without the labels. Dak Prescott threw four touchdown passes and ran for another in the Cowboys' 31-14 wildcard playoff win in Tampa over the Bucks. Rookie Tyler Smith hopes Dak's huge game finally silences the Dak critics. We, you know, there's a lot of stuff going around. You know, people people talk about you know, that's the type of guy he is. And y'all seen it tonight. What type of what type of guy he is? The way he leads his team, the big plays he can make. And like you know, I hats off to that guy, man. Last night was the first Cowboys road playoff win in 30 years. The reward, a trip to play San Francisco 49ers Sunday in the Bay Area. With today's Cowboys report, I'm Christy Scales. Cowboy report brought to you by Richard Carr Buick GMC Cadillac. Cars and trunks are arriving weekly. Highway 6 at the Imperial Exit in Waco and at richardcar.com. Tune in to Dallas Cowboys football on your home for America's team. ESPN Central Texas. Since 1975, Schmaltz's Sandwich Shop has been serving their one-of-a-kind sandwiches, soups, and salads to hungry Central Texans. They start early in the morning baking their homemade artisan bread. The sandwiches are oven-toasted, giving the bread a crunchy crust covering and a soft and dry, airy center. Ask for everyone's favorite, the Schmaltz. A combination of three cheeses, three meats, and all the fixings. They welcome phone-in orders at their town west or downtown locations. Waco Born and Bread, Schmaltz's Sandwich Shop. Looking for that hard-to-find whatchamacallit or do-dead to finish your do-it-yourself project? You'll find it at Pioneer Steel and Pipe. Over 2,000 items are included in their huge showroom, including all the steel products you need, such as bolts, nuts, and washers. Plus, you will enjoy the one-on-one customer service that Pioneer Steel and Pipe has featured since opening their doors in 1943. Pioneer Steel and Pipe, 2003 South Loop 340, next to Busby Feet in Waco, and at PioneerBoys.com. This is ESPN Central Texas. What do you think a wealth manager's most important quality should be? I'm Joe Kaleo of the Kaleo Wealth Management Group. Wealth managers rely on knowledge to make decisions, but responsible wealth managers need to be guided by integrity. I've believed that for more than 25 years. Kaleo Wealth Management is a Central Texas team of UBS Financial Services, member FINRA SIPC.
with replacement windows being 12 to 14 weeks out, you need to beat the cold weather and get an estimate on those old drafty windows now. Call Universal Windows Direct today. When you call Universal Windows Direct, it's easy to schedule an in-home consultation where you can discuss your specific window needs with an expert team member. Universal's exclusive Unishield windows have 11 times less air infiltration as standard windows, and they've been awarded the most efficient windows by Energy Star for eight consecutive years. And they offer 0% financing for 60 months. That's 0% financing for 60 months. Contact Universal Windows Direct for a free in-home estimate. UniversalWindowsCentralTexas.com or call 254-301-7760. Don't forget to check out their great Google and Angie List reviews. I love my windows. They've got that brand new home effect. Universal Windows Direct. From the Allen Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Studios, this is KRZI Waco, K222DC Waco, K265DV Temple, ESPN Central Texas. Welcome back to the Matt Mosley Show. The presenting sponsor of the Matt Mosley Show is Central National Bank, your leading independent bank with locations in Waco, Temple, and Austin. Also sponsored by Allen Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram, Barnett Contracting, Baylor Line Foundation, Ascension Providence, Myatt Fuels, Schmoltz's Sandwich Shop, Versalive Southwest Time Manufacturing, and UBO Business Services. And now, here's Matt Mosley. It's time for Campus Confidential, our daily look at college football news. Here's your host, Matt Mosley. Well, I love that. <clears throat> we got all our sponsors involved, and boy, got a new sponsor, new restaurant opening up next week, and uh, they're going to be doing some stuff with us on a uh, oh, a big live show we're going to have coming up in February. Fish City Grill, welcome to town. Welcome to town, and uh, we appreciate you. And I've gotten to know the new uh, general manager over there. And uh, I, I've always enjoyed going to Fish City. Be great to have one in Central Texas, right over there by oh near the station. Aaron, we were talking about uh, oh like where Walk-Ons is, just right across the pond there. And then you'll see the new Fish City Grill. So great to have them on board as uh, we continue to have such wonderful partners. All right, Aaron, um, it's been a momentous day. We've talked about Cowboys. We got the uh, we had uh, Nikki Collin on Baylor women's coach. Of course, they have a big game. They're hosting Kansas State tomorrow at four twenty. Let's get the students in there. The um, all the bids have gone out to the sororities. Let's get everybody in there. Let's get the Panhellenic group. Let's go. Let's get the Pi Fies. Let's get the Kios. I mean, let's let's do it. Let's do this. Uh, the Tridelts. Come on, don't be shy. Get out there and support the Bears because they need it. They need it. It's a tough week. They're going to bounce back, and they've got. There's nothing like a bounce back against K State, and then Vic Schaefer and his Texas Longhorns coming to town this weekend. I believe that game's on Sunday, so that'll be uh, that will be exciting. And of course, the Cowboys play Sunday afternoon, five thirty kickoff, and uh, you'll hear that on our family of stations. I believe that game will be on Fox because. The Baylor women will be on ESPN Central Texas. All right, Aaron, what do you have for us today in Campus Confidential? Baylor head football coach Dave Aranda filled the last two open spots on his staff today. A.J. Stewart has been named the assistant head coach and running backs coach. And Tyler Hancock 
will be the new special teams coach. Stewart joins the Baylor coaching staff after spending the last two seasons at Oregon State as their running backs coach. Previous to that, he had stops at Arizona, BYU, and Rice. Hancock will lead the special teams unit after serving as the special teams coordinator the last two seasons at Charlotte. All right. Um, Looking back at some of the things that he's been a part of, B.J. Baylor for uh, Oregon State in 2021 ran for over 1,300 yards uh, in uh, leading the Pac-12 in route to all-conference first team and uh, 5.3 yards per rush by Oregon State in 2021. And then a uh, 4,226 combined yards by Derek Dillard and Juwan Davis. Um, wow, seventh and eighth all-time with the Owls. Okay, all right, kind of looking at some of the uh, some of the notables uh, that, that, that have been part of his career. And looking back, boy, I'm trying to think where he might have run across uh, Jeff Grimes when he was the running backs coach from 2018 to 2019 with BYU. And then I mentioned he was at Rice from 2012 to 17. Aaron Stewart was part of the Big 12. That's where he had his playing career. Originally recruited as a uh, quarterback, but then moved to wide receiver and then to tight end at Kansas, 2007 to 2011, and uh, played in 37 career games. And wow. In 2007, he was named Scout Team Player of the Year at Kansas. Aaron, what did Kansas do that year in football? Think about the 2007. Does anything stand out in your mind? Was that the Orange Bowl with Charlie Weiss? Well, let's not give Charlie Weiss any credit. It was <laughs> the Orange Bowl. It was Mark Mangino. Mangino, yeah, okay. I knew it was an ex-coach. Yeah, it was an ex-Patriots uh, assistant. I just got the wrong one. Yeah, um, and um, Charlie Weiss showed up on the scene, stole money for a few years, and then moved on. <laughs> so we cannot give him any any credit. Okay, so comes from Kansas University of Can- or Kansas University, hometown St. Louis Mo. Comes from St. Louis Mo. So this will be exciting, and you know the only thing that's tough, Aaron, to me is guys like Juice and and guys like, you know, Stewart, who is, is now at Baylor, A.J. Stewart. Think about, like, with the early signing period, how big a role they likely played in the recruiting classes at Baylor and Oregon State. And then they get them all in. Some of them have already shown up for school in January, and they go, hey, guys, really appreciate you, but we're heading on. We're going to go to other places. Uh, it's unfortunate, but it is part of the business and that's what happens when you move <coughs> the signing day to where it is at some point Aaron we've got to redo this I think at some point it, it, it you know the coaches thought it was a good thing to have the early signing date and it has become a bad thing and you got people trying to prepare for bowl games while getting their recruiting classes together and on top of it, like what happened to Baylor, they got players dropping out on the last minute. Um, I, I, you know, I, I can't. I don't think we can blame that on being distracted. I think if we blame that on anything, 
It's uh, a coach from UTSA who went to Oregon, and uh, he was able to get the, the young man to flip. But uh, enough about him. I'm ready to focus on Sawyer Robertson and Blake Shapin. Let's talk about the people who are here, Aaron, and not the people who are no longer in the picture. All right, it is the uh, Matt Mosley Show. It is Campus Confidential. We're just doing it a little bit later than usual today. Aaron, what else do you have for us? TCU wide receiver Quentin Johnston and leading rusher Kendra Miller are headed to the NFL. Both players announced their decision on Instagram. Todd McShay lists Johnson as the top wide receiver in the draft. Mel Kuyper Jr. has him second behind Ohio State's Jackson Smith in Jigba. And Miller, who had 1,399 rushing yards and 17 touchdowns last year for TCU, is rated the number 155 overall prospect in the draft by ESPN. Good players. Johnston, we wish him the best. The great player from Temple, Texas, of course. And then Kendra Miller, really fine uh, running back. Uh, I don't think his absence <laughs> was the, the reason uh, TCU fell to 65-7, but both tremendous players and uh, wish them the best as they uh, make their way to the NFL. Aaron, there's somebody that keeps writing about the pursuit that TCU is making of Kendall Bryles. I saw that today. I think it's somebody from 24-7, or is it on three? Brandon Marcello. You know who that is, Aaron? It might be 24-7 sports. But anyway, they there seems to be a pursuit. Everybody wants Kendall Bryles. Mississippi State tried to come get him. He said, no, I'm going to run it back at Arkansas. Now TCU is after him. Aaron, the one thing I'm going to ask TCU to do, stay away from our guy, Jeff Grimes. <laughs> All right, you just leave him alone. That would be, I mean, I know they just went and played for the national title game, but I, 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 I don't see Baylor losing an offensive coordinator to TCU. Shouldn't happen, won't happen. And I think there's great, um, I think you heard Mac the other day, and I enjoy hearing Mac brag on, you know, Sean Bell. I was, I was a little bit, um, I just kind of hated it for Sean, the way that quarterback situation was unfolding but um I, I i was liking to hear mac brag on him and um and basically say with jeff grimes and sean bell having such huge voices on the offensive side of the ball was one of the reasons the bears even though they would have loved to have kept juice couldn't keep juice because of course he's going to have uh, more responsibilities out there in lubbock all right aaron thank you an abbreviated campus confidential now we dig in and we hear from none other than glenn stretch smith former cowboy scout and coach about that performance in tampa and what to look forward to as the cowboys get ready for the san francisco 49ers revisiting some great history it's all next It's time now for the Baylor Sports Beat. Here's the voice of the Bears, John Morris. Hi, everybody. It's time for a check of Baylor Athletics on today's Baylor Sports Beat. 
from Lubbock, where tonight Baylor men's basketball is back in action against the Red Raiders. Give you details straight ahead on today's Baylor Sports Beat. Shop the great selection of new cars and trucks at Allen Samuels in Waco. Say big during the big finish sales event on new 2022 Ram 1500 Lone Star trucks with total values of up to $7,250 and no payments for 90 days. First responders get $500 in bonus cash. Come see why Ram continues to win awards every year. If we don't have what you want in stock, we'll custom build the truck of your dreams and order it today. Hurry in for some of the best deals of the year on Ram trucks at Allen Samuels in Waco. Light the tower green. The Baylor Bears are Big 12 Conference champions. Fans, want to get into Baylor Bears athletic events for free? Become a Texas Farm Bureau member today. Texas Farm Bureau members get two free tickets to select Baylor Bears athletic events all year long. Visit BaylorBears.com slash TFB tickets to learn about how you can get your two free tickets today. Texas Farm Bureau Insurance, proud sponsor of Baylor Athletics. Are you a proud Baylor fan? Do you love prizes? The Baylor Bold Rewards app allows fans to track their attendance across athletic events and earn rewards. Baylor Athletics wants to reward the most loyal fans, so register online today at BaylorBoldRewards.com or download the Baylor Bold Rewards app straight to your phone. Prizes this year are better than ever, so start earning your rewards points today and sign up for Baylor Bold Rewards. You're listening to the Baylor Sports Beat on ESPN Central Texas. Here again is the voice, John Morris. And welcome back from Lubbock, where Baylor basketball is in action tonight against the Texas Tech Red Raiders. The Bears back in the top 25 poll this week at number 21. Just a one-week absence from the poll, but back-to-back wins last week on the road over West Virginia, at home over Oklahoma State, as the Bears riding a two-game winning streak in league play, taking on the Red Raiders tonight. Here's Baylor head coach Scott Drew. Yeah, like those streaks, uh, winning streaks, I should say. Uh, so um, very tough to uh, uh, keep momentum in the Big 12. Uh, you, you, as you know, every place you play is so tough. And uh, last year, uh, uh, Texas Tech swept us. So uh, um, uh, hopefully we can uh, play better here. Had uh, Both games were uh, up for grabs in the last couple minutes and uh, went their way. And uh, um, we need to uh, do everything we can to uh, put ourselves in that position and then finish it off this year. Scott Drew and the Bears taking on Texas Tech this evening inside United Supermarkets Arena. Baylor at 12-5 on the season. They are 2-3 and three in Big 12 conference play, playing a Tech team that is 10-7. They are 0-5 in the Big 12. The game tonight on the air at 7.30, tip-off at 8 right here on ESPN Central Texas. Television tonight on ESPNU. And Baylor women's basketball back in action tomorrow night, 7 o'clock in the Farrell Center, hosting Kansas State. The Baylor women fell out of the top 25 poll yesterday for the first time since January 5th, 2004, a span of 365 consecutive polls before falling to unranked just yesterday. And that's today's Baylor Sports Beat. More tomorrow. I'm John Morris. The source for Baylor athletic news and information, ESPN Central Texas. 
Maya Fuel should be your first and local choice for high-quality fuel and lubricant. They are Central Texas-owned and operated, independent distribution and bulk delivery company. You call, they haul. They deliver on-road diesel, off-road farm diesel, gasoline, and non-ethanol gasoline. Known for their great pricing and quickest delivery, they also offer non-fee contract fuel. Call Nick, the owner, for all your gasoline delivery needs at 675-8107 or find them at myatfuels.net. That's myatfuels.net. Howdy, Chet Garner here, professional guide, searching for bears in the wild. But not just any bears, oh no, a particular kind. With hundreds of thousands roaming freely in the wild, yet still hard to spot, unless you know the signs. There they are, Baylor Bears. If you're a bear enthusiast, or even a bear yourself, join me, and let's find some bears in the wild. Join the expedition at baylor.edu slash alumni. Attention farmers and ranchers, you want that person-to-person service with someone you know and trust to get your animal supplies to you and take the worry out cost-effectively. That's where Agritech Animal Health with Chad Spitzer and his staff are all about. People you know and trust with over 100 years of combined experience in the animal health industry. From the heart of Texas to the Red River, they are there to service you with that personal feel and products you know and trust. Stop by and see Ashley at their Marlin location or give them a call to set you up and keep your animals in the game at 254-883-5500. It's Agritech Animal Health. You're listening to ESPN Central Texas, live from the Allen Samuel Studios. Do you have pain or sports injuries that are keeping you on the sidelines? Start a conversation with a specialist at Ascension Medical Group, Providence Orthopedics and Sports Medicine. Tell us about your activities and your history of pain or a recent injury so together we can create the best care plan for you. We are here with minimally invasive to advanced surgery options, as well as physical therapy, and we treat both kids and adults. Schedule with our specialists today at ascension.org slash Texas Ortho. Looking for a great job with great pay and awesome benefits? Genco FCU is hiring. As a longtime Waco employer, Genco focuses on what matters most in our employees' lives, like pay incentives, bonuses, benefits, 401k plans, paid time off, advancement opportunities, medical, prescription, dental, and vision insurance, as well as short and long-term disability. Come join our incredible team today and make Genco your career that will work for you. Apply at GencoFCU.org or at any branch location. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Ward Weitz with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update. Dallas Cowboys get their first playoff road win in 30 years, beating Tampa Bay 31 to 14 on Monday Night Football. Cowboys now travel to Santa Clara to face the 49ers in Sunday's divisional round. The Cleveland Browns have hired Jim Schwartz as their defensive coordinator. Los Angeles Chargers have fired offensive coordinator Jim Lombardi. Former Temple Wildcat TCU wide receiver Quentin Johnston has declared for the NFL draft. AP Top 25 in men's basketball has Houston at number one, followed by Kansas, Purdue, Alabama, and UCLA in the top five. Texas is at seven. Iowa State at 12, Kansas State 13, TCU 14, and Baylor back in at 21. The Bears are on the road tonight facing Texas Tech. Tip-off is at 8 o'clock with John Morrison. You can hear that game on ESPN Central Texas. Sports Center every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. It is the Matt Mosley Show, ESPN Central Texas, and uh, reacting to a big Cowboys win, 
Late last night, I had Glenn Stretch Smith on. He was also on Channel 8, uh, WFAA TV in Dallas-Fort Worth area, reacting to this Cowboys win. And uh, Stretch, I tell you, it's um, I, I think a lot of Cowboys fans are still in a little bit of shock, a little bit amazed at the not that they won so much as the dominant fashion in 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 how the Cowboys won, and I think it's given them a completely different kind of feeling heading into this San Francisco game. Do you sense that as you kind of make your way? around Parker County and all the back roads, that uh, that there's a little bit more pep in everybody's step today. Oh, it, it, there's no question about it. I went up to the went up today and had a little lunch in uh, in, in Weatherford, and I, you know you 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 see everybody that that uh, everybody that's there has a, a entirely different look on their face. I mean. I mean, it really is. It's amazing. If you don't think this isn't a Dallas Cowboys, really state, you're you're uh, you're, you're sadly mistaken. I mean, I I went back and looked at it again today, and I mean, you make a great point, and 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 that's that. You know, it's not that they beat an eight and nine, you know, Tom Brady quarterback team. It's how they beat them. It's that defensively, physically, they. They, being the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, got a beatdown. And I, how they tackled, how the Cowboys, I mean, it was a violent game. And they, you could tell it had a playoff feel to it. And you could tell there were guys flying around out there. And I'm saying, you know, guys that we haven't talked about all year. I mean, Okuamu and, you know, really you, you had – uh, Bohanna on the, on the, you know, he, he had taken, he was inactive. Um, there were Carlos Watkins. There were guys who really, we hadn't called a lot on this year that were absolutely, I mean, had their motor cranked up and they, they went to Tampa and kicked that team's arse. And there, there is no other way to put it other than that. It was a physical beat down from the Cowboys defense. And then, you know how they played offensively. Obviously, you know if the quarterback doesn't turn the football over, you know you you, you saw what the Cowboys can do, and I think it does. It gives it an entirely different feel. You know, Dak. We've talked about these interceptions uh, in this game. Like you said, he took care of the ball, and it, it almost seemed like once he settled in after those first two series. I mean, he was uh, stretch. He was twenty-five after those first three incompletions. The rest of the way, it was like twenty-five or thirty for whatever over three hundred yards. All the touchdowns that he ran for that one. Do you sense that this guy is almost a little different when he gets to run the football? And in a sense, the team feeds a little bit off of it when they see their quarterback sort of leading the way, maybe even being willing to take on, you know, uh, some some hits and, and dive forward. It just seems to – that seems to have kind of a galvanizing impact on the rest of the offense. Well, and I think – I mean, I think, like, you know, like I was saying earlier, I mean, I think the game had a different feel because it was a playoff game. It had a different feel, you know, on, on a lot of different areas, but – 
I got to, you got to give, you know, you got to give Kellen Moore a lot of credit. Uh, he, you know, he's taken some heat uh, this year at times for, you know, it, you know, feeling like he's almost out there interviewing for a job instead of just doing the job that he's got. Um, I thought the game plan played right into what, you know, Dak was doing and or really his strengths, what he can do. And uh, the fact that they kept trying to run the football into eight and nine man fronts, they just said they were not going to let that deter them from, from running the ball. So no question that was, as impressive a game as I've seen the Dallas Cowboys play in a long, long time. I mean, really long time. It, it was uh, it was good to watch. You know, I go back and think about it. It was good to watch them come into the stadium and you saw a CD walk in. And I mean, it felt like they were there on a business trip. They were there to accomplish going to the second round of the playoffs. And that's exactly what they did. And they did it with an exclamation point. Talking to Glenn Stretch-Smith the Matt Mosley Show, ESPN Central Texas, and we'll see what Dan Quinn has in store for Brock Purdy. Stretch, when you think about a young quarterback like that, he's 6-0. He has yet to lose a game as a starting quarterback for the 49ers. And I, but I have to think that Quinn who really made Tom Brady look bad last night with the defense, the disguises, everything that he used. I have to think Dan Quinn will have a lot in store for a young quarterback like Brock Purdy. I mean, that was a uh, – I would just say this is a different Cowboys team than what the 49ers saw in the Seahawks. How, how could you see uh, Quinn deploying this defense against a young, inexperienced quarterback like this? Well, I, I mean, I do think that – I think what you saw last night was a Cowboys front that was getting after it. They were mixing in some A-gap blitzes at times to get to Brady. I think you saw Quinn say, you know what, we're going to make these throws harder throws. We're going to take these inside slants away. We're going to play heavy. We're going to play heavy inside uh, inside leverage on these slot receivers, I could absolutely see him doing that. And uh, I think the thing to me that's uh, a little more telling, and and, and I I was thinking about this earlier, is, you know, uh, Shanahan was Quinn's offensive coordinator when he took the Falcons to the Super Bowl. So there is some familiarity there with what Shanahan does with his protections with what he does with his hot reads, I could see the Dallas defense really, really taking uh, a giant step forward again and going and saying, you know, we, 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 all we hear about is how physical San Francisco is and how some teams punch you. San Francisco tries to knock you out. You know what? I could see Dallas going in there. And now that they've had this kind of this, this, uh, you know, this playoff monkey kind of taken off of their back. I could see them going and giving who I think is the best team in the NFL right now all they want in, in, in San Francisco uh, Sunday at 530. Isn't that amazing that you the best team in the NFL has a quarterback this inexperienced? And I think that says a lot about the coaching staff. It says a lot about the talent around him. But that is 
fascinating to me. One of the, the worries that, that we all have right now is uh, the, the kicker. Uh, you are someone that's been kind of up and down on Bones Fossil. John Bones Fossil, the Cowboys' lovable special teams coach. And I, even today, there were some things that he said that I, I, I thought, man, Stretch needs to hear this. And it had to do with he called it cool, and he said sometimes he, he you know he looks forward to this part of the game working with the psychological aspect with the kicker, and that that Bones is kind of excited to try to bring Maher back into a rhythm. Stretch, if if, if some of the coaches you've served under over the years would they be having tryouts this week, or do you think the thing oh. to do here is to try to, you know, revive him and, and hope that he snaps back into it. Well, you got to try to revive him and hope he snaps back into it. Yes, would be the answer that that some of the guys that I worked with d- didn't have the patience with that. I don't know if you happened to see Emmett Smith last night, but Emmett was like, you have one job to do. Kick that ball between those two pipes. That's the only job you got to do. And you could tell, I mean, that's how – frustrated uh uh he was as a cowboys fan can you imagine how it used to be you know when when switzer would kind of call everybody up right there at the end and then we'd put the heat on that guy to try to make three field goals and everybody'd be standing around squirting water on him and everything else so i'm sure bones fossil is going to put on his uh you know he's going to put on his his doctor's uh, uh hat and he's going to set him on the couch and try to get some couch time with him to get him out of a out of what is a really a really bad case of the yips. I mean, you saw him miss the first two; he pushed them right, and then it yeah. was like a golfer who just hooded the face of the club and just yanks it to the left. So, yeah, yeah. he he's got his work cut out for him by mentally trying to get to this kicker. Christy Scales had the story today <clears throat> that apparently. They call those K-balls, the kickers, you know, they like to have their own special kicking balls and and, uh, get them scuffed up the right way, that two of those kicks were so bad that two of the three Cowboys K-balls ended up missing the net and going into the stands, and whoever's in charge of the game operations people to go get the ball, they couldn't get it back. And so at one point, the Cowboys were down to one K-ball. Stretch, and we're gonna have to. We're gonna. They didn't know exactly where they were gonna come up with another one. I thought you would like that. They were. They had some yeah, ball issues. A, <laughs> I mean, that's great. A great work by Christy Scales, and I'm sure that uh, Bucky and Mike McCord have got a few of those balls, and they probably got them out there under. You know, they got them underwater in some creek over there in Frisco, trying to get them loaded up so they, <laughs> so they have that K feel to them. So. Yeah, great yeah. work, Christy. That's 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 awesome. All right, one I, I had I found this quote I wanted to share with you from Bones Fossil. He said, "To be honest with you, as a coach, I kind of live for these moments to play more psychologist than coach to help guys bounce back. We all share the same agonies on bad days or bad calls. This will be a really cool week." <laughs> 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 hey, about, the, about, about that time, 
about that time, Mosley, did he did he did he open his desk drawer and kind of take one of those clear Ziplocs and eat some of those mushrooms that he's growing out back? Because that's that's what it sounds like. It sounds like a psychedelic experience. Like a like a little peyote or something like that. Uh, talking to Glenn Stretchsmith, uh, former Cowboy scout and coach on the Matt Mosley Show, part of the ESPN Central Texas family over the years. And uh, I, I got to say, Stretch, the uh, you were a little bit uh, you had a, a lot of passing grades and A's across the board last night on the Doomsday Podcast, but you were concerned maybe about some things in the secondary. Bland got burned for one touchdown, and then uh, Rhodes, who they, they ran in there uh, to play in his first game with the Cowboys, boy, he he looked slow and looked like he couldn't run, and he was beaten for a touchdown that uh, Brady and Evans did not connect on. Uh, how much concern do you have about these cornerbacks as they uh, as they get ready to head into San Fran? It's a real concern. I mean, when you think about, you know, Samuel and Ayuk and who who they're going to have to line up against, it it is a concern. That is the one, I think that's the one red flag for me. And and I'm hoping that, you know, I'm hoping that Dallas can kind of get it figured out here. Uh, You know, Bland is, I think, is a really good player. But when they go into nickel situations, I mean, you got to put that good guy inside because he's, in a sense, he's got a two-way go, uh, you know, with that with that slot nickel guy. So uh, I know I hope it's something that they can get worked out. But I do think right now that's that that is the Cowboys' weakness is that other corner where they lost Brown and they lost Lewis, and you know they're kind of trying to piecemeal it together right here. Um, and and I think the bottom line is that you you can look at it two ways. And from a good standpoint, it's going to cause the Cowboys to have to say, you know what, we got to get to Brock Purdy. And 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 if you can pin your ears back and go get after him like they did last night, I think you can see this Dallas defense carry over what what you saw was a was a whipping on Monday Night Football. All right. Well, I tell you, always uh, good to catch up with you. And I wanted you to know your former. Uh, Broadcasting uh, co-host is on another cruise. He is on a boat somewhere right now, probably out there listening to us. And uh, I think uh, went into Cozumel and uh, is uh, is out there on the high seas as we speak. So may have I don't know if we. What? what? I, I, yeah, a, yeah. Mosley, I'd say uh, I'd be a sight for sore eyes. Him out there on the high seas trying to hold those chips down in a basket as the as the waves kind of roll over the love boat that's a i appreciate you sharing that visual with me that's gonna that's gonna really you know propel me into having a big night <laughs> the waves over the love boat do you remember could you sit could you hum a few bars of the love boat Na, 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 Love na, na, exciting na, na. and new. Come aboard. We're expecting you. Absolutely. <laughs> sure, I can sing it. Who was your favorite character on the Love Boat? Did you like Isaac? Oh, okay. Did you Stubing. like the doctor? Captain who? Oh, really? Captain Stubing. Oh, no question. Who? No question. Who's? Well, welcome who, aboard out there, Mosley. I can, you know, I could see you. You, I could see you taking one of those. One of those trips on, you know, you get, you'd have a pair of those 
Tommy Bahama short longs and one of those drinks with about four umbrellas in it. I could see you. I could see you sashaying around on the deck of that boat. I think we were on the Mardi Gras when I was a kid, and uh, they were about ready to uh, put that one out to pasture. The Mardi Gras, the carnival, <laughs> that thing had had probably gone a little too long and had not had a lot of updates on it. But I did win the ship ping pong championship. And still have the trophy somewhere in. I thought you were going to tell me it was the shuffleboard. Mostly, I'm disappointed. I wanted it to be shuffleboard. <laughs> no, I'm more of a ping pong player. But the thing I remember, those things have some theaters. You can go see a movie in those old boats and everything. You just go in there, and I'm trying to think what I might have seen. Might have gone in there and and uh, drive. It might have been like driving Miss Daisy or something like that. <laughs> Trip, trip to that bountiful. Sounds like COVID waiting to happen. That sounds like COVID waiting to happen. Mostly, let's. Is this segment almost over? Can you have Aaron hit the damn button? Let's get. Let's we, go on. I think. I don't think. I think we've gone to commercial, and you and I are just talking now. Nobody can hear us. <laughs> Stretch. I appreciate it. Always entertaining, and uh, we'll we'll talk to you soon. And good luck, uh, boy, to the Cowboys. That's going to be fun Sunday afternoon at five thirty against those. 49ers. See you, brother. <laughs> there he goes off into the night. Glenn Stretch Smith joining us to uh, to go over a few things from that Cowboys game. And you know, in in thinking back about all the things that uh, occurred in that game, I, I think Van Der Esch returning was a big deal. I, I just think it, it, it takes pressure off people. DeMond Clark had done a fine job, but but he wasn't quite ready to have that thing full-time. was great to uh, see Vander Esch out there. And then it frees up Anthony Barr to just focus on some of the things he does best. Uh, Vander Esch actually played the run and the pass well in this game. And the other linebacker, Anthony Barr, I thought he read pass plays well. I thought he read the run I mean, they, they, the the Cowboys and the the uh, Bucks started off that game and both looked incredibly inept. In fact, the first several plays of the game, especially for Tampa, didn't even go for positive yardage. They could not even get anything moving forward. And you know, sixty throws. I I think maybe Brady ended up with three hundred and fifty yards. It didn't matter. He it was he was horribly inaccurate he didn't have enough time he didn't have the threat of a run game to help him and it was a tough way if that is his final game that was not an easy way that was it was kind of a sad way for Tom Brady to go off into the night I did like how he walked off the field and his parents were down there on the field and he went and gave his parents a kiss that was kind of neat and then he uh he went off to talk to the media a little bit was very uh kind to the Tampa media, thank them for all their hard work and covering him. And I think, Aaron, you believe that he'll play at least one more season. You know, I think the hope would be for any team or for him, you know, that he makes a decisive decision this year. I I think on, on this front, he has a little farve in him in that it's just hard when you still think you have a little bit in you it's hard to truly walk away. Favre kept coming back, and quite honestly, 
Favre should have had one more Super Bowl when he was with the Vikings. He came back with the Jets, and that was a real blah type deal. And then he got with the Vikings, and he had one great year where he got to the NFC title game, and he threw a bad interception. You think about it. Favre could have played in two more Super Bowls. He threw it to interception in the uh, NFC title game in 2007. And then, Aaron, what year would that have been when he threw another one? Who Were they playing the Saints or the – I guess it was, was it the Saints in that game? And maybe the Saints beat them and went on to – I'm just trying to remember. That would have been 2008 or nine, somewhere in there. He was with the Vikings, and he threw a huge interception. Both times, it came right around midfield, and it led to Favre not getting in another one of those uh, Super Bowls. So you never know how many cracks you're going to get. This is a huge opportunity for Dak. And if you think about it, Aaron, Aaron we, we, Purdy, if he – goes on to play as well as he does this year, and maybe he becomes a starting quarterback full-time for the 49ers, he should have more cracks at this. You never know how many more cracks Dak will have at it. So I, I think everything is ahead of the Cowboys. And suddenly, after that Tampa Bay game, the only negative that from a – if you want to look at the negatives, I do think there's something to this – the 49ers having 48 hours more rest, more than 48 hours. That is unfair. It's poor scheduling by the NFL. I know nobody's going to cry a river for the Cowboys, but it just plain is not fair. Early game Saturday, you go rest for two days. Oh, you're going to play a team that's had 48 hours uh, less rest than you have unfair shouldn't happen in the nfl all right the dismount is next join us live from rudy's in waco for our next baylor coaches show our baylor coaches show returns for the spring semester thursday january 19th with head track and field coach michael ford and basketball coach scott Drew. join us for the baylor coaches show from 6 to 7 p.m live from rudy's on the circle in waco with your host john morris right here on your home for baylor athletics espn central texas A bank in any town USA treats everyone like, well, anyone. At Central National Bank, we provide Central Texans with a different kind of banking. We believe in people over processes, listening over telling, and helping our customers over helping ourselves. Come to Central National Bank and experience the difference. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. Hey guys, we all give gifts on birthdays, anniversaries, holidays, but have you ever given a gift just because gift? When it's not expected, it means the most coming from you. Since 1979, Morrison Gifts has been Waco's gift store for every occasion. Choose from lines of great gift ideas, including John Hart leather goods, big O key rings, candles, and jewelry, and as always, free gift wrapping and delivery available. Morrison Gifts, a Baylor alumni-owned business at 4308 West Waco Drive, next to Jason's Deli in the Brazos Square Center. 
Slovacek Sausage has found a great home in Central Texas, and we're growing with you. We have found so many ways to celebrate all the great things about Texas, football, family, and friends, and so much more. We have all of the barbecue, specialty meats, and over 35 kinds of kolaches to make your next meal or gathering a great success, and we do all the work. If you're on the road, we have the best place for your pooch to stop and stretch with our beautiful dog park. So with the hospitality of Texas and our Czech heritage, Vitame Vos. That means we welcome you. At Slovacek's, you'll love our sausage. Listen to the Matt Mosley Show online at SyntechSportsFan.com. Do you know that this time of year, blood donations are at their lowest? But there's good news. You can help. In just one hour, you can donate blood with Carter Blood Care for local hospital patients who need life-saving transfusions. So do what I do. Take a break, donate blood, and save lives. Schedule your appointment today at carterbloodcare.org. That's carterbloodcare.org. Or call 800-366-2834 for more info. And help save a life with Carter Blood Care. There are lots of reasons to own a golf cart. Get around the neighborhood. Cruising the lake at campground. Perfect for light duty on the farm or work site. And you can't run a festival without a golf cart. Oh, yeah, and golf carts are pretty great for playing golf, too. There's lots of reasons to own a golf cart, but only one best place to buy one. Mission Golf Cars in Waco off Highway 6 at Bagby has the largest selection of easy-go golf carts for sale, rent, lease, or repairs in Central Texas. Check us out online at missiongolfcars.com. And remember, at Mission Golf Cars, quality always comes standard. Stay close. The Dismount with Matt Mosley is coming up on ESPN Central Texas. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Ward Lines with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update. Dallas Cowboys get their first playoff road win in 30 years, beating Tampa Bay 31 to 14 on Monday Night Football. Cowboys now travel to Santa Clara to face the 49ers in Sunday's divisional round. The Cleveland Browns have hired Jim Schwartz as their defensive coordinator. Los Angeles Chargers have fired offensive coordinator Jim Lombardi. Former Temple Wildcat TCU wide receiver Quentin Johnston has declared for the NFL draft. AP Top 25 in men's basketball has Houston at number one, followed by Kansas, Purdue, Alabama, and UCLA in the top five. Texas is at seven. Iowa State at 12, Kansas State 13, TCU 14, and Baylor back in at 21. The Bears are on the road tonight facing Texas Tech. Tip-off is at 8 o'clock with John Morrison. You can hear that game on ESPN Central Texas. Sports Center every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. It's time now for the dismount on the Matt Mosley Show on ESPN Central Texas. We do have to say good night. And you heard Ward talking about it. The Bears will be playing at 8 o'clock tonight. That'll be over on ESPNU. 7.30 pregame right here on ESPN Central Texas. Game will be at 8. Aaron will be producing. And uh, Pat John will be on the call. They're out there listening to us right now, and lots to uh, lots to talk about. Now, this is another thing that might kind of—I mean, any kind of distraction to the 49ers could be good <clears throat> for the Cowboys. The Titans—the uh, announcement has come out just in the past 30 minutes. The Titans are hiring Rand Carthon. The San Francisco 49ers director of player personnel as their new general manager. 
Sources told ESPN's Diana Rossini and Jeff Darlington. All right, all right. So that's good. Let's just kind of let's have some people get real distracted. Rand Carthon, I bet that's Mo Carthon's son. Used to play for Parcells and was an assistant for the Cowboys. Aaron, great work by you today. Thanks to Nikki Collin. Thanks to Glenn Stretch Smith. And thanks to our listeners. We love you guys. We appreciate it. And we'll see you back here tomorrow at 4 o'clock straight up. Good night, everybody. It's time for today's modern.